Well, we're coming now to the third of our discussions of mother-in-laws and daughter-in-laws, one of the stickiest problems in the Christian home, one of those problems that crops up time and time again between Christian people and causes more bloodshed and heartache and sorrow and difficulty than perhaps any other. And yet, there need not be all these difficulties because the Word of God, as we have been pointing out, has already anticipated the possible problems, the patterns that would lead one into the wrong relationships, and has warned against them. We ought to be clear in our thinking that the Word of God always has the answers to our problems. It always has them there long before the problems ever arise. In fact, sometimes you wonder whether some of the problems <clears throat> aren't just simply there to fulfill what the words have to say. They're so close to the problems as you see them. Of course, here we go now on the most important aspect of it all. What happens if things are going bad? How do you deal with this difficulty if things aren't going as they should? Let's suppose your husband, uh, their daughter-in-law, isn't being what he should be, as we said he ought to in the last uh, broadcast. Or, mother-in-law, let's suppose that boy of yours or that uh, daughter-in-law of yours isn't what they ought to be. Maybe they're uh, spiteful and uh, maybe they're hurtful and uh, maybe they say very nasty things and have alienated you rather than simply making a clean break with you. Or perhaps, daughter-in-law, your mother-in-law can't find anything right in what you do. She comes to your house and she criticizes your meals. She criticizes the way you set the table. She criticizes the, uh, the uh, furnishings in your home or the arrangement of them. Uh, maybe she can't find anything right. Everything's wrong all the time. Well, whatever it is, you have a nasty mother-in-law, you have a nasty daughter-in-law, you have a nasty son, or whoever it is, here you are faced with the problems. What can you do about them? How can you get along with your mother-in-law or your daughter-in-law or uh, those two women or that son or the other two? Well, We've talked about the things that you can do personally from Genesis 2.28, depending upon which side of the relationship you bear. But suppose you've done all that. Suppose you've tried to make a clean break. Suppose you've tried to, to uh, be what you ought to be to the other parties. Then, where do you go from there? Well, I suggest this. Read Romans 12.18. Let's suppose your mother-in-law or your daughter-in-law is not a Christian just for the sake of this broadcast for the moment. Let's suppose that party won't listen to what the Word of God has to say. Let's suppose that other person has no interest in God or the church or any of the rest of it, and the authority of the Scriptures is just not uh, there in that relationship. So you can't appeal to the Scriptures. You can't go to the church, if necessary, and even seek uh, for help or discipline from the uh, uh, pastor or from any of the elders in the church, and there you are, just on your own with God and the Scriptures and uh, those people to deal with. And suppose that mother-in-law or that daughter-in-law does everything possible to be nasty and mean to you. Let's suppose your daughter-in-law uh, tries as much as possible to keep you from seeing the children, or your mother-in-law does all those critical things at your home. How do you handle that? In Romans 12:18, we read, if possible, and I like the uh, tentativeness of that statement, the real realism with which Paul writes, because he's writing here about the relationship of a believer to an unbeliever, and you may have that problem. If possible, and so he's assuming it's not always possible, and there are good reasons why it's not always possible. 
But if possible, so far as it depends upon you, be at peace with all men. And, of course, that means all women, too. It means everybody. Now, did you get what he says? So far as it depends upon you, be at peace with everybody. In other words, it's not your responsibility to bring about peace. It's your responsibility to try to bring about peace by doing everything that God requires of you to bring about that peace. In other words, there will be times when the other party refuses, and you can't do anything about that. If the other party is a Christian, of course, you can take a Christian brother and go and try to uh, have some counseling and uh, get the reconciliation of which Matthew 18 speaks. Or if that doesn't work, uh, you can eventually take it to the church and uh, bring church discipline to bear upon this question. But here we're talking about an unbeliever, someone who doesn't respect another Christian's judgment, who doesn't uh, submit himself or herself to the word of God, and who has no respect or, or uh, acknowledgement of the church's, for or acknowledgement of the church's authority at all. So if you've got an unbeliever, what do you do? You are sure, Paul says, that as far as you are concerned, there is no occasion for hostility or difficulty that has arisen as a result of your sin. In other words, if that other party won't have you, won't listen to you, won't be at peace with you, be sure it's 100% the other party's fault and not yours. Now that can be a very subtle thing. You can rationalize. You can always blame the other party and say it's his fault. But you think of a few moments now. Are there words that you've spoken that you've never really apologized for? that you've never sought forgiveness for? Are there things that you have done? Are there things that you have said to your husband or said to your son about that mother-in-law or about that daughter-in-law that really weren't true and which you were trying to prejudice the other person, uh, him against the other person? Have you done something or said something? Has your attitude been proper? Or have you uh, in some way uh, created by your attitudes a, a barrier between you and the other party? Are you always stiff and formal? Are you always huffy? Are you always looking for something wrong that you could criticize? Are you always on the edge when you're in the other person's presence, never being relaxed and giving the other party a chance to get through to know you? There may be many things that you're doing that don't fit in with Romans 12:18. This says, if possible, and you're to go to every possible biblical limit and extreme to make it possible, if possible, so far as it depends upon you, be at peace with all men. You are to pursue peace, as Paul says elsewhere, with everybody. Now, have you really pursued it? Have you really worked at peace with this mother-in-law or this daughter-in-law? What have you done? How about baking a pie and taking it around to her? Not if she's having on a diet, of course not, but something that she really can do. If it's not something she can eat, if she's on a diet and would only add insult to injury, and you crochet a little something and take it around to that daughter-in-law, or uh, you make some kind of a needlepoint uh, affair that can hang on the wall or stick on a chair bottom or whatever you do with these things. You ladies know what you do with these things, and uh, take it around to her, but do something for that other party. This is what the Word of God tells you to do in this situation. Actively pursue peace, and be sure passively that there's nothing on your side that gets in the way of peace. There may be some people out there today who have some matters to deal with. I say don't wait another day. Think prayerfully about what you're going to do and then start doing it right now.
Get on the stick. Get with it. Get started. Move. Don't let another hour go by without taking the first step. Lord, bless those today who are listening. May they realize that their sin often separates them from others, and not just the sin of the others, but their own sin as well. And there's never a place where we can say, well, she did this, so I did that. No, it's always to be, if possible, that we are to be at peace so far as it depends on us with all other persons, including mother-in-laws or daughter-in-laws. So, Lord, help this series, we pray, and help a number of mother-in-laws and daughter-in-laws and sons and husbands to be what they ought to be before each other and before you as a result of what they have heard from your word. For this we ask in Christ's holy name and for his sake. Amen.